I believe that we're in a, from listening to testimonies and, and, and some of the study and the worship, and I, I just believe that we're, it's a timeless word. So my prayer is that everyone is able to uh, uh, flow with me this morning. I believe it's a time of transformation and growth in so many ways. I was listening to the stuff about India and just seeing the, the work that we do, even in the community here. And I don't know about you guys, but I, I don't want to reap a million. I want to sow a million. I don't want to reap a million. I want to sow a million, not just in areas of finances, but in areas of being able to say, Lord, here are the souls that I've been able to usher into your kingdom by the millions. That's just the type of crazy faith that I have in reference to the kingdom. If you'd be patient with me, this message, I promise you that uh, there'll be some things that you'll there'll be some nuggets that you can grab and put in your back pocket. And it is my prayer and my hope that throughout the week, you'll be able to go to one of those nuggets and say, I'm glad I got that nugget on Sunday. Amen. I believe that uh, I believe that the kingdom of God is life being transformed. The kingdom of God is life being transformed. I also believe that we're not a subculture, we're a counterculture. Does anyone follow me? I don't want to miss anybody. In the book of Genesis, when God saw darkness, he didn't speak what he saw. He spoke a solution to what he saw. And that solution was light. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an attempt to use different subtext references, but I promise you I'm going to get to the meat of the text, which is what was read about blind Bartimaeus. But if I can just help you understand where we're going this morning, it'll begin to taste good. It might not look good on the plate. I'm, I'm horrible at trying new things. My wife will tell you, Glenda will tell you. It might not look good, but it's going to taste good in a minute. And so he spoke a solution to what he saw, and that solution was light. That's why we have to step up to step out. And I'll use this footstool as an example. A lot of times we don't understand what we're going through, or we may not understand where we are or why we're in that type of situation or why is that happening or whatever. And so as a result of it, when God asks us to do things, we... We stare at the thing that he's asking us as opposed to following through with it. But he wants us to step up and step out. Now, I've been in this situation many of times before, so I know exactly what this looks like. Well, Lord, I hear what you're saying, but I don't even want to step up. And there's some of us that say, well, Lefty, I've got you beat. I've been there, but I've actually been able to respond to the step up. My problem is when I step up, I have a hard time stepping out. And if you ask a lot of the youth... Since I've been here, we go to the lake, right? And I always say, I'm getting in the water this time. I'm getting in. And I've even gotten so far, and Jan can attest to this, where I've got my feet in the water. I probably went down two or three steps, (laughs) right? But I said, oh, no, I'm out of here. And I got out, right? And to show you how bad it was, our dog is 4.5 pounds, very little. She was scared. She was shaking. I, I don't know if any of you... You remember this, but she was shaking, and we were walking. I'm like, oh, it's all right. You're just going to stay right here with Daddy. It's okay. Well, after a while, she got up. She got the running, and she jumped in the water. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't, and I looked and said, because <laughs> it's, it's a little deep down. you got to get down. The, and so at first I'm like, okay, Lord, I have a problem here. She jumped. I didn't tell her to jump. <laughs> i got to go get her. And so I'm trying to figure this out. So I get down on one knee trying to say, okay, come in. <laughs> Come here, baby. And I can't remember who got it for me, but somebody got it for me, and, 
and, and brought it back up. But it's that step up to step out. But God has called us to not just step up, but step out. And one of, one of the scriptures we could go to was the Great Commission when he called us to go out into the world. That's that step out and step out. But sometimes it looks like something that he's asking us to do or calling us to do <clears throat> that we're just afraid of. But Christ wants to give each of us a platform experience. He don't want us just to step up. He wants us to step out and move forward. You see a stool here today, but God wants to give us a platform experience where everyone can stand on the platform. So a lot of times people say, well, you're a pastor. You're called to do that. Not me. I just, I'm this. And, I, and we hide behind things and we're afraid to do things or to shift atmosphere, right? But he's called all of us to do it. A lot of times we say, well, I know I've been there. Well, you go first. Well, you do it, I'll do it. <laughs> Anybody been there? Well, all right, but, but if you do that first, then I'll do it. Well, why didn't you do it? Okay, on three, we both do it. One, two, three. Well, I thought you were going to do it. You know, we, and we get into that debating or negotiation experience. But we're atmosphere changers. We're called to shift atmospheres. And I'll prove it. I walk into a room and I'm just, they see responded to me, right? Or I could just, people say, what's wrong with him? One, or, you, or I may get a laugh, right? But you're able to shift someone's atmosphere just by the response or the action of what it is that you're trying to do. And I'm going to try to <clears throat> explain something without confusing you because it was profound for me and I was struggling because I'm trying to figure out how do I explain this without confusing everybody. So bear with me. The day you said yes to Jesus, that's the day the Father ranked you in his kingdom. The day you said yes to Jesus, that's the day he ranked you in his kingdom. And I'm not talking about among other believers where you're greater than the other. Or you're, he ranked us over the enemy. He's given us the power and the ability to shift atmospheres. Luke 10 and 19 says this. I've given you the authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing. He's ranked you. He's given you power. Ranked us among the kingdom. One of the stories I'm going to try to help you understand with ranking and I won't go all the way into it because that's not the meat of my text. But I do want to, for understanding purposes, uh, parallel park there quickly. It's funny because I haven't parallel parked in three years. We're so used to pulling in. Right? But anyway, sorry, sidebar. And I can't help but to bring up the story of Joseph with this. We're talking about ranking. And Jacob has 12 sons and he, 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 he admires, he adores Joseph. He gives him this coat, many colors. The brothers are out doing stuff, and he's chilling with daddy. <laughs> he's hanging out, right? He's a dreamer. He begins to tell his brothers things that, you know, yeah, you'll be doing this and you'll be doing that. And they're looking like, who is this guy? <laughs> are you kidding me? But his dad ranked him among his brothers. Now, follow me just a little bit. Bear with me just a little bit longer with where I'm going with this story. Keep in mind, when you're ranked or elevated in the kingdom, your rank follows you wherever you go. When you ranked or elevated in the kingdom, right? And I'm not talking about among believers again. I'm talking about over the enemy. Let's be clear. Your rank follows you everywhere you go. So if I'm in the RCMP, if I'm a corporal, if I transfer, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't lose rank where I'm, I just transfer to, right? Okay. Just want to make sure I've got that right. I did make that note, question mark, so I can make sure I'm on the right. So when Joseph Brothers were upset with him. You know the story. They threw him in a pit. And Dave knows I like definitions probably too much, but the definition of a pit is a low place. They threw him in a low place. They were plotting to kill him. They were debating, what should we do with him? He was in a pit, but the pit could not accommodate his rank. 
Say that again. The pit could not accommodate his rank. So the pit had to spit Joseph out because it didn't have the power to keep him there. Now you may say, well, Lefty, I know the story. His brothers got him out of there. He had favor with one of his brothers, and they just decided to sell him. But he was in a pit, couldn't accommodate his rank, so they had to spit him up. He ends up in prison. You know the story, those of you who don't. He ended up finding favor in the prison. The rank still followed him where he was because the situation could have went from bad to worse very quickly. I promise you, it will bless you in a minute. Some of you are looking at me like, let me explain something else about rank. If the queen came to Port Alberni, or if we all went on a trip to Manhattan and the president came to town, or if we all decided to go to the parade that takes place on 10th Avenue, what would happen? Everything would shut down. You wouldn't be able to get to where you want to get to. If you wanted to, I just want to go over here to the Echo Center. You wouldn't be able to, you got to wait till the parade go by or wait till the queen is finished doing whatever she's doing in that store. You wouldn't be able to go on Walmart if she decides to just go on Walmart. They're going to shut everything down because she outranks everyone else, right? This season, I feel that this city and the people of the world will begin to adjust to the environment of the church. I'm talking about non-believers. I believe that we're in that time where God is resetting the deck He's called us to be atmosphere changers, to be able to, well, and I know it might be hard for some of you to believe that, Lefty, but I've been going through this, I'm dealing with this, how is he talking about me? How am I able to do that? But in order for this to happen, Christ is looking for people who will speak or cry out. That's what he's looking for. There is a break-in in the spirit that we all carry. We're able to, again, shift atmospheres. Things around you have to begin to shift in your life. You can get breakthrough. You may be feeling like, well, I've been dealing with this. I just don't feel like God hears me. But he does. He does. But, Lord, I've been praying for this one, and it seems like every time I pray for this kid, things get worse. He still hears you. He still hears you. We have to cry out to the Lord because when we do, what belongs to you begins to look for you. It's very important to speak. When you speak and when you cry out, what belongs to you begins to attract you. Thank you. What belongs to us is in what our Heavenly Father has given us. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. And he's looking for availability, not capability. I talked with the uh, youth a while back about this. I was trying to explain that when you pray, you know, he said, I left the moment you prayed. His prayers were held up. And I tried to show it to them in the natural about gravity. How if I said, I could fly, everyone would think I'm crazy. And I know, but I can fly. And then I go to jump. <laughs> Gravity will prove to me that I can't and pull me down. I can fly out of this Earth's atmosphere. I'm going to Mars. But if I don't have those rocket boosters to push the breakthrough through the Earth's atmosphere, I'm coming right back down. Lefty, why are you saying this to me? I understand all of this stuff. This is common sense to me. Well, when you understand that, you'll understand how prayer works. There's an atmosphere, and when you send it up, He's answering you immediately, but there's a, there's, there's, there's a pull to get to you. There's a fight. Scripture calls it what, Dave? The Prince of Persia? There's a fight. But you have to speak it. You have to, you have to cry out. I hope I'm not boring you. If I am, you'll be okay. I apologize. It's not the worst sermon you've ever heard. As you know, my wife and I, we have three children. And no matter where I am in the house, when I call them, they know my voice. And they immediately respond to my voice. Why? Because I named them. Yes, I did name them. I named them. Well, Shanifa named Kiara, but I named them. Remember this. Whatever you name, you have the power to call. That was good. 
whatever you name, you have the power to call that thing to you. God has also given us the power in the name of Jesus to call those things that are not as though they were. I'm trying to help you understand that no matter how long it takes, we got to speak, we got to cry, we got to begin to pray, we got to begin to pursue, we got to step up to step out. All of this is a part of the process of being a counterculture to see atmospheres change in our life. Now, having the power to call our children works both ways. Let me explain. If my wife and I are having a date night and decide to watch a movie and they're supposed to be in bed, they may come in or up because is it because they're not sleepy? Possibly. They just want to bug us? Probably. Not ready for bed most of the time. But it's also because they know us. They know us. So they come. They know me as father. I'm daddy. They know her as mother. That's mommy. They know us. So they come. It works both ways. I hope this is helping somebody. Please remember you can only respond to who you know. Do you know the father? Do you know his son? Do you know Jesus? Do you know the Holy Spirit? If that answer is yes, which I believe it is, then we can cry out. We can call. We can step up to step out. And as we call, I'm going to step on the fatherly side of it because he's mother, he's father, he's everything to us. He, we come to him as well as he's making his way towards us. And for those of you who are bored, I'm wrapping it up real soon. But it brings me, I can't help but to think about, first of all, do we all understand what I'm going about? Atmosphere changing and ranking. So we understand that we have power over the enemy. So therefore, since we have power over the enemy, we can speak. There's power in our words. In the beginning, I just told you when I started this message, excuse me, that he saw there was a problem and he spoke the solution to that problem. Right? So we, we, he's, he demonstrated to us the power that we do have to change things. This is not a name it and claim it message. I promise you it's not. This is not, oh yeah, I'm claiming it. I'm holding on for this. And this is not that kind of a message. We're in a time where some of the things that we're looking for God to do for us is going to come in the speak, the crying out. But in the middle of all of that, there's a pursuit. That's what the step up, step out is. The cry or, or the response to it is, okay, Lord, I'm going to do, all right. But now there's the pursuit. Now I need to step out and actually go into the path on which you're taking me or doing what it is that you're asking for me to do or so forth and so on. So we look at this blind Bartimaeus scripture and... I won't go through all of it because we've already read it. But one of the things that got me was in one gospel, it says that he was in Jericho. Another gospel says that he was outside of Jericho. I used to get confused when I would read the gospel and then another. Can I share with you what I feel the Lord has put on my heart in reference to this story? The revelation that I see is this. He was between old Jericho and new Jericho. His blindness had kept him between something old and something new. He wasn't who he was, but he wasn't who he could be in God. And there's someone sitting here this morning, and you're between something old and something new. You're saying, I, I know that I can, I know that this is where I desire to be, but I'm still holding on to something where, where, where I used to be. And it's keeping you from that pursuit. You're crying out, but you, it's like that platform experience I showed you. You've stepped up, but we're kind of afraid to step out. I believe that today is the day that Jesus wants to pull us into something new. See, blind Bartimaeus, I don't believe was in the script. His, his healing that he got, I don't believe it was in the script. I'm going to tell you why, Dave. I'll tell you why. Because the scripture says that he had passed him by. He had passed him by. Then he turned around, and then the father, remember I told you that not only you know, can you cry out a call, but then there's times when the kids come to the father. 
the father turned around and called to him. Well, he cried out, but he turned around and called to him and told him to come. He could have allowed his condition to say, I'm still crying out, I'm still crying, but I don't know if I can do this. I don't know. So when he came to him, stand on your feet. What do you want? He said, go get him. Well, I don't know. That's Jesus, though. You don't know. I may, some of you may say, well, I've got this baggage, so I don't want to really, I don't really want to come. And what's happening is we're, we're, be, we're in between our breakthrough and where we really don't want to be. We want to let it go, but we're afraid to step into something new. But it's when you cry and then come that the miracle happens. Amen. And so the word called for him to say come and he got the word to stand still. He got the word to literally stand still and then call for him to come. Scripture says that he left his garment, rose, and came to Jesus, which means he knew elevation was getting ready to take place. He knew he was leaving the middle place, and he wasn't going back to what he was. Even if he was afraid, he still left that place to say, you know, I don't got nothing else to lose, and he got breakthrough. Isn't it funny how the Scripture calls him by his illness before they call him by his name? I find that funny. Have you ever been in a situation where people call you by what you used to be instead of who you are because of what they think they know about you. They called him by his illness before they called him by who he truly was. The scripture says the more, the more they told him to be quiet, the more he shouted. And there's some areas in your life and our lives that the enemy wants to keep us quiet and stop us from crying out and reaching out for breakthrough to get the word to stand still. Amen. Funny thing about this is I'd like to think we all believe that Jesus, Jesus is a smart man. He's very smart. So what troubled me, Paul, was that why did Jesus, why did he ask him, what would you have me to do? Now, Jesus sees that he's blind. Why, why would he do that? Why? Because he needed him to speak and declare it. He needed him to say it. He knew he, he, knew he needed a healing. Jesus is not dumb. How can I help you? And he's, he's saying today, what, what do you need? He's saying to you, we're sitting in the middle of something old and something new, and Christ is saying, what do you need? Some of us have been waiting years for and been praying for years for different things, have different words spoken over us, and we've been waiting for things to come to pass. So we've been crying out, and I dare you to hold on to those words. Hold on to those words. And in that moment when you see it, just come, walk towards it. Come. Because that's when transformation takes place. I want you to watch this video really quickly. Let me see where I'm at on time. I don't want no one saying Lefty took three hours to preach. Can we cue up that video? Don't play it yet. Just rewind it back. I want you to to pay close attention to this because I'm going to say two points to this. One of them is this. I have been here. um, And there are points in my life where I am here. And if we're all willing to be honest with ourselves, it'll bless us. Long time. Um, I didn't expect to see you here. Whoa, uh, what's that smell? That smell? Oh, um, well, that's my trash. I just, I'm a little embarrassed about it. Oh, well, is that why you've been avoiding me? Avoiding you? I, I, I haven't really been avoiding you. I just, you know, I don't, I don't want to get close to you. I mean, I, I just, I don't want you to smell it. I'll take it, Kat. Come oh, on. Oh, no, 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 that's okay. I mean, I made it. It's my trash. You know, I should carry it. It's, it's, it's okay. Yeah, but Kat, I mean, this is my job. Right. I take people's trash. That's what I do. So. Right. Okay. Well, maybe I could go and just clean it up a little bit, you know, and then I'll just I'll come back. No, Kat, I don't need you to do that. Um. Okay. I'll take it from you, so you don't have to carry the weight. Oh well, I. Come on. Uh, uh, just, just hand it over. Uh, all, right? all right. Let go. Let go. Yeah. 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 Uh, How's that feel? Wow. 
That is crazy. Yeah, just loosen it up a Whoa, little bit. check that out. I don't know if I've ever moved like that before. Well, I mean, that is crazy. I just, I feel so free and alive. I, it's I mean, the lack of trash. Wow, I mean, it's just like, this is the craziest feeling I have ever had. I just, it's like something's missing, you know? Well, I just, um, get used I, to feeling free, because that's yeah, what you are now. Right, okay. Uh, what okay. are you doing? I just, I got to get one thing, okay? Hold on just a minute Get here. one thing? No, 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 no. Don't open the bag. Jesus, thank you so much for your sacrifice. I really appreciate all that you've done for me. What's going on here, Kat? What? Look, I'll take the trash, but you need to put that back. Oh, um, no, actually, um, that's okay. This is mine. It's my piece. I want to keep it. No, it goes right back in the bag, so I'll help you. Here, no, 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 put no, no. it here. No, Jesus, I, I need to remind myself not to make more trash. I mean, that just Kathleen, makes sense. I will remind you not to make more trash, Oh, okay? well, Jesus, you know... That's what I do. I mean, we'll walk together. I know, but I should be in a better place than this by now. I mean, I just, I'm constantly doing things wrong, you know, and I, I'm just, I'm constantly letting you down. No, the only thing that's letting me down is, is, is you taking the stuff back. Okay. Look, I took care of the trash before you even created it. Look, don't you see what's happening? Every time I take your trash away, you come back and, and take another piece. And the more pieces you carry around, the more trash you attract. It reeks. Cat, when I look at you, I don't see your sin. I see you. The real you. The free you. This is what I'm fighting for. This is what I died for. I'm sorry. I just, please forgive me. I've already forgiven you. The question is, will you forgive yourself? So, there's a lot of times that our trash hinders uh, hinders us, and then we have that between something old and something new. But he he wants to take that off of you so you can feel better. You know, she had that heavy bag. She put it down. She started, oh wow, feel and look new. What I like about the end of the story of Blonde Bartimaeus is this. I feel like he was at an advantage. The reason why I say this is because although he was blind, he couldn't see the facial expressions of the people who were laughing or telling him to be quiet. He still pursued because he knew there was something greater in the step up, step out. He knew it was something greater in going when the father said, come. So he was at an advantage. Oftentimes you could see different facial expressions of what people are saying and then how they're laughing. And they, be la- they may be laughing at a situation you may be dealing with. You may have been depressed for a while. You may have been dealing with this issue, that issue. But I dare you to just do this and keep continue to cry and come. Don't focus on what everybody else is saying. Don't focus on the facial expressions. Focus on the Father's heart. And I dare you to put on what's called a blonde Bartimaeus praise. Amen? One last piece. Here we have an example of, what is this? Tato. Nice and firm. You think it's firm? I got a good grip on it. I like to think I have huge hands. Here it is. We have a what? We have an egg. This is what? It's really hot. Uh, Can you see the steam? Can you see it? That's hot. I want to say this. The same boiling water, when you put this potato in hot water, you let it soak. For time's sake, this is the outcome you get. What is it? Shriveled up, right? However, if you put the egg in the water, hot water for a while, it does what? cooks it hardens right so the same hot water that shrivels the potato hardens the egg lefty i lost you what are you talking about it's not about the hot water the hot water symbolizes your situation it's about what you're made of so when you put this potato in hot water for a while it shrivels up you put this boiled egg in hot water for a while it hardens 
grab it fresh out of the carton, you crack it, yolk's everywhere. But you put that thing in some hot water, and it hardens right up. It's what you're made of. My question to you today as Dave gets ready to come and, and get us ready for communion, rest on your feet, please. My question today is, what are you made of? Now, remember earlier in the this, in this sermon, now you guys know I like to be more passionate than what I am today. I apologize that this is like a teaching message. I really do. But this is what God gave me, right? And some people, some of you are saying, I'm glad he's not as passionate as he used to be. He gave me a break on my ears for a change. My question is, what are you, what are you made of? The moment you said yes to Jesus, he ranked you in his kingdom. He's given us power over the enemy and over our circumstances. And it may not look like that God is moving on your behalf in the natural, but I guarantee you in the spiritual realm, the moment you prayed, the response left heaven and began to make its way to attract to you. It might seem like it's held up, but I promise you, and I'll take a page out of my own book, As I turn this over to Dave, a delay is not a denial.